shot from Will Sharif off the other side of the crossbar. Nice little chip. Oh, Mr. Oliveira with a cheeky goal. Hey everybody, welcome to the 423 Soccer Pod. This is Jim. You can also find me on Twitter at Chattagooner. And this is Todd. You can find me at Great Footballer on Twitter. So tonight we have a, a cool interview. Late, earlier today, you might have seen on Twitter that we have, we being CFC, we have a new kit sponsor. or Not kit sponsor, excuse me. We have a new kit partner. Apparel. Apparel, yeah, I, it's your, that's right. And I guess there have been it's more encompassing than kits. It's, it's apparel. It is apparel. It's a lifestyle brand, as you're going to hear about, um, with everything for your handball needs. Have you ordered those shoes yet, Todd? Uh, I'm, I'm having to save up. You know, those are they're in euros, and then uh, apparently the dollar isn't worth as much, so I got to save more money. <laughs> So we had a chance to sit down with David and talk with um, with him about the deal. So it, it was it, again, it, like Todd said, it's merchandise. It's it's. Uh, I think the you know he said that the deal that that uh, Hummel has with Nisa uh, encompasses like equipment and things like that, and then our ours goes above and beyond that to really anything they have in their catalog could eventually be CFC branded. So, you know, that's, uh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. He goes into, into a lot of detail in the interview. So you guys will want to stay, stay tuned for that. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I've always been a fan of, of Hummel. So, uh, I, think, I thought this was great news. I thought the brand fit the, the team. So, uh, looking forward to that interview. And then after that, we'll, we'll cover just some, some late breaking, uh, news that came out again on Twitter from the Chattahooligans and Galen. Uh, and so we'll, we'll, um, we'll spend a little bit of time talking about that and just thinking about, um, what, what it means or what it might mean for the women's team coming up. Um, but Todd, you just ready to bring, you ready to just bring David on? Yes. And as always, our interviews are brought to you by Dose Bros, uh, who reminds you to eat local and ball local. So yeah, next on the podcast we have uh, David Smotherman, aka CFC Merch Booth, on the line. David, how are you doing? Great, great. I'm glad to be back on. So we uh, have just got some pretty exciting news after you know after a couple of years of you know different kit makers. I guess we have a new kit partner uh, for CFC. Uh, you want to talk about you know maybe the the process that goes into um, the decision and, you know, and, and what about this vendor, uh, this maker made them kind of stand out uh, for CFC? Yeah, the early stages, I'm not that involved with. We had multiple companies that approached us and we just felt the most comfortable with Hummel. And once we got further into the process, then they brought me in so I could kind of make sure it was going to be things because we'll, we will be directly tied in that we will have an extensive line of Hummel CFC branded merchandise for sale, which is something we haven't done in the past. And I'm really excited about it. It opens up a whole new avenue for us that we haven't had previously. So so we're really happy. And, you know, part of the reason we went with them is because we talked to other teams. Stumptown was really happy with their work and how responsive they were. 
to questions and concerns and we like the stuff they did for Providence City. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different people that are using Hummel now. They've really made a push into the lower league markets in America, and we couldn't be happier. Now, David, I don't know if you can answer this, but um, do you know if this is a multi-year deal or is this just one year at a time to see how it goes? Um, it, it's definitely a multi-year deal. I don't know if I can give all the specifics to it, but it's definitely not a one-year deal. We have a, a long-term commitment with them. So is that is that in in um, in relation to the the deal that Hummel has uh, with Nisa overall? Was 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 that a contributing factor? That definitely didn't hurt. I mean, they were. I think they were probably more aggressive with us because of the fact that they have a, also have a league-wide deal. But to be honest, the league-wide deal was more towards like. Whether we used Hummel or not, we'd be using Hummel soccer balls this year and things like that. So there are some branded things that the league would do. But this is mainly just, you know, we talked to at least four different manufacturers before we landed on Hummel. So, so far with working with Hummel, like, can, can you notice some differences between, say, working with them versus previous kit makers, say, Anar and Deodora? I don't know if you had anything to do with those at all, but. I had a little bit of interaction with those, but not as much as I'll have with this. I've really part of we my role has changed a little bit where I'm actually a little more involved directly with the kit manufacturers. Now I won't have anything to do with what the team gets itself. That'll be Jordan, uh Matias. Um he's kind of the person that's you know, he's the one that's gonna buy the kits for the team and their apparel and things like that. But this is the first time I've really worked you know, hand-in-hand with our manufacturer on the whole line. We have probably over the next nine months, there'll be 15 or 20 Hummel CFC-branded items that we'll have available. We're going to have some here right at Christmas time, and then we'll have another group in February, another group in June, and then another group in the fall of 2020. So we've got a rollout of a bunch of really, and I guess I can go ahead and say this, including the fact that we might have shoes for the first time. They won't have a literal CSC logo on it, but they will be CSC colors. And I don't think people realize that in in Europe, Hummel is a really big brand and it's a lifestyle brand. It's not just soccer. So they've got a really great, a whole full line of different kinds of shoes from skate shoes to indoor soccer shoes and all kinds of stuff, running shoes. And so we found a couple of items that really fit the color palette of CSC. And I'm hoping that stuff will have to import from Europe. So it's going to take a little longer. And we are actually talking to them in the future, maybe next fall, about actually, if we can work it out, having an actual CSC branded pair of shoes, indoor trainers, which would be awesome. I'm thinking about branching out myself into handball, and I couldn't help but notice their extensive uh, handball apparel. Is there any chance that you could get some of that for me? <laughs> we can get anything that's in the catalog <laughs> if you want it. That's what I'm talking about. I did look through all that stuff. It's a completely different world from America, isn't it, what they're doing in Europe? It, it, it is. Like some of, some of the stuff I was looking at, I was like, that may be the most euro fish shoes I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> Having said that, I did I did see, I believe, the, the, the shoes that you're talking about, and they look great. And the idea of having like that blue suede with a CFC logo, uh, that there would definitely be a pair of those in my closet in a very short order. Ooh, I've already got a pair that is being shipped over for, you know, so we can take a look at it. I'm doing air quotes as I say that right now, and they just happen to be my size. So we're going to have to have a little test market of them that I'll be wearing to make sure make sure that they're up to our standards. 
Oh, they just happen to be your size, David. Just yeah. just by yeah. just by happenstance. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm really <laughs> excited to check them out. There's there's actually three different ones that we could choose from, and all three of them are pretty pretty cool. One of them is a light blue, which uh, the minute I saw them, I was like, these have Galen written all over them. So, but you know, and for and for fans that obviously can't see these, you know, right now. What it is is they're very similar to kind of like the ones that a number of our fans have bought that are Adidas. So there's one that it's navy blue with suede with white chevron, which is Hummel's kind of logo. And then there's another one that's a, a navy with kind of light blue chevrons on them. And just to, just to touch base on, on people that aren't familiar with the Hummel brand, uh, David's correct, it is a very big brand in Europe. Uh, they, the brand started out in Germany, uh, later moved manufacturing to Denmark. Uh, they've outfitted, uh, several national teams. For me, most notably was the Danish national team for years have worn, uh, the Hummel brand. And then, of course, they've, uh, been on, I guess, uh, club kits around the world for years. So they have a very distinctive design, usually, uh, most notably, uh, their two markings, the, I think it's like a double Chevron and the Hummel B. Uh, so if you've ever right. seen that, that's that's very distinctive uh, with that brand. And the great thing is, is they're actually going back to the Hummel B logo. That that was kind of an old school logo, and they reintroduced it in the last year. So they're slowly moving their apparel lines. Will have that logo instead of the written out name. So, and which I think is a really cool because it looks more like a crest. So I'm kind of excited to see. And I, you know, looking up online, I didn't know that much about him myself, to be honest, when I was researching. And so Hummel actually means Bumblebee. Which <laughs> uh, is why they have a Bumblebee logo. Hey, hey, I, I see you and I read the same Wikipedia page, my friend. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> so, hey, look, you know, I, I also felt guilty into donating my $2.65 to Wikipedia today. <laughs> well, and I, you know, and I, I think a lot of people... You know, when you hear Hummel, you always think of those little figurines. So it's one of the first things a lot of people would think of. So I had to kind of do some research. I was like, wow, this is a much bigger brand than I realized, but it's just not something you see. The nearest Hummel apparel outlet in the U.S., I think, is in Miami. So it's just not something that they have a huge footprint in this country. But I think they're really trying to aggressively expand. So we're certainly happy to help them along that path. Did I just hear you say, Dave, we're going to have a, a Juan Hernandez little doll, a little Hummel doll? Is that what, that's what I heard. Is that, did you hear that? Did you hear, did you hear that, Todd? That's what I heard. Yeah. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to give away any other big <laughs> secrets, but I have, after I saw those awesome handmade dolls that the Chattahooligans made, I'm totally trying to find oh, yeah. uh, an actual manufacturer to make some little CSC dolls like that because my kid wanted one so badly so i gotta at least have one made so that's that's how most of our most of our youth and children's line are just predicated on what my kid likes you know as he is my merch dealer you know he's got good taste he's, so. he's got a, he actually has a really good eye i'm really impressed and he pays attention he looks at things now and says do you think that would sell in the merch booth so he's taking some real ownership yes. from his one day working in the in the merch booth. <laughs> so, David, if uh, is, is there a place you, know, I, I, you said that if it's in the catalog uh, that you know, that we may be able to to do to do it um, or to have it branded with CFC? Um, is there a place? And I guess Todd, you've gone online. Is there a place that folks can go and just kind of take a look 
at what what some of the examples might be of some things that you're thinking about doing uh, for CFC? Yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't. I'm, the funny thing is, is I have access to their the back end of their system, so I can see what's currently available. I don't know what the front end of their website looks like for sure, but those shoes are actually Tim Kelly was the one that pointed them out. I hadn't seen them, and he had looked on their website and found them, and that's how that kind of started. So, you know, if people see things on the, you know, I think it's just is it just Hummel dot net or I, I can't remember what the you know, yeah, that's if you, yeah, if, if there's things on there that we have enough people that are interested, we can always try and get something in. And and there are things that will have items, and there are vastly more expensive versions of those items. We're always going to try and find stuff in the middle price point. But, you know, when you look on there, you can get a pair of pants, and you get a pair of pants that retail for $35. You get a pair of pants that retail for 80 and we're going to go more with the $35 items than we are with the expensive ones. Yeah, so there's a whole range of things we can do on there. So, yeah, if, if people are on the site and they're just really in love with something, we can pretty much brand anything that they have on there. So so we can do some specialty. We might be able to do some specialty orders during the season. Or if we see something and enough people like it, we'll just carry it. Uh, one of the nice things about Hummel that attracted me to them was the fact that they don't have minimum orders. You know, if we just want to try a small run of something to see if it goes well, we can do that. We don't have to commit to buying like 150 of an item to have it done. All the, um, so they send us everything without our logos on them. It's just got the Hummel part of it. And then we're actually finishing the apparel locally at Custom Works here in Chattanooga. So that's how it's easier for oh, them okay. to, that's how we can do small runs because we get it here. We don't do the, finishing like the embroidering and stuff like that until it gets to Chattanooga, which is actually great because it, you know, it's more money in a local business than somewhere off in another country. Uh, you mentioned that you're going to have like over 20 uh, items that you're going to carry with CFC branding. Can you touch on some of those? Well, so like one of the first things I was kind of excited about because we've tried to, there's things we've tried to kind of pull off and just never been able to do it is like shorts. We'll have nice poly shorts and we actually have uh, women's sizes too, which is a little shorter cut. Um, you know, so they, they're good for, I mean, if you're actually going to play soccer in them, that's great, but they're good for just, you know, going and working out or just wearing casually. And they're at a really great price point. They're under $25. You know, in the past when we've tried to find shorts, you know, like I'll give an example. When we got, we were doing work with Deodora, they were, they could, they were making our shorts for the kits too, but, to get the the shorts, it was going to be like $45 retail. And I was like, I just don't know how many people are going to pay $45 for a pair of shorts. Um, so this is a, just a much more affordable price range. A lot of it, too, is so a lot of the things that the team will be wearing, like in the past, you know, they've always had like, a lot of times they'll have like quarter zip sweatshirts and things like that that the team would wear, but we never got them in. We'll have all of Basically, anything the team is going to wear we'll be able to have too, which is kind of, and, and I feel like most of them are all in a, in a much more kind of economical price range that aren't out of reach to our fans. So that's what I'm kind of excited about with this deal. So in the past, it's just always, I felt like about the only thing we get out of our manufacturers has been the jerseys and then maybe like a polo. And it, part of it is, is because in the past we've dealt with people that don't really do full lines. They just do kind of the, Jersey and apparel part. Now they might do this stuff for the teams, but they're just not really have been equipped to do 
the amount of volume that clubs would need to sell merchandise to regular customers. And I think with Hummel, at such a bigger brand, they have just so much more in stock. You know, and the fact that they basically have a color palette range, and then you, you're going to do the finish work wherever the destination is, it just makes it much easier to get things. And when you can do volume, you can just sell it for less. So we can get the things less expensively and sell them less expensively. Sorry, that's a really long rambling answer. When I was the only thing I was disappointed in when I was going through their website is their I, I felt like they didn't have a good selection of ponchos. And I thought that, that was probably essential <laughs> in being a CFC fan, you needed a good solid poncho for it. Well the one thing we're gonna do next year is we actually ran out of ponchos, which is not surprising at all. But um I think next year just to make it as economical for our fans as possible, we're skipping like having them branded because I don't think people really care if it had a CFC logo on the poncho. They just want to stay dry. So we will have, so we're going to get them where we can sell them for like a dollar ninety nine. So it's inexpensive for our fans, and we can order just you know a couple of thousand of them and keep them in perpetuity. So we can always have a inexpensive option to keep our fans dry. So I'm hoping that next year though. I think we've gotten about five years worth of rain in one season, so maybe that just means it's going to be a little more spread out in the future. And then we're going to bring on, um, then, then we still have our wonderful rain jackets, which, by the way, was one of our best sellers last year. <laughs> I thought that, hmm. I thought I would sell about 30 rain jackets the entire season because, you know, they're not inexpensive. They're, you know, it's a good quality waterproof rain jacket, wa- waterproof seams, and, and I think we sold probably closer to 100 or 150 rain jackets during the season, more than I thought we would sell in five years. And I'll be honest, I'm ashamed to admit I did not get one. And in lieu of not getting one, uh, I wore the only rain jacket I had, which was, drumroll please, red. (laughs) Yeah, I've gotten rid of of all my red stuff now. I don't don't even have, my son doesn't even have a red um, Christmas stocking anymore. We went and found a blue one. Mm. Well, I, yeah, I have to, I have to keep, I have to keep a little bit of crimson and a little bit of red around for, you know, because as people, as, you know, as people who listen to us know, and since Arsenal hasn't made an appearance on the pod yet, you know, I have to have a little bit of red, Todd, for, you know, for the Arsenal. You know, every time you mention that, every time you mention that name, we lose like two listeners. Yeah, I didn't think about uh, that. This is like well, the only blue team you support, isn't it? Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, you know, blue yeah, blue and orange are pretty much the colors of the devil. So uh, at least we don't. And that's why, you know, with the with the, uh, with the the keeper kit this year, I was a little worried. Um, and that is probably why it rained every home game, to be honest. I mean, that's, that's what I'm attributing it to is the fact that our team wore blue and orange on the pitch at the same time. Well, so I will say, let's see it. Let's, let's make sure that doesn't happen again. I will say now that that is not the orange we had picked. That was the orange that got delivered. Oh, really? <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> so we were, we were going with much more of a Texas hook them horns, orange <laughs> and not a, Oh not yeah. A, You're burnt. But I, I will say that, you know, I would say that we probably sold more of that orange because of where we live. That if it would have been Texas orange, yes. yeah, the, the, yes, colors, the colors were a little off this year. 
which is might have mm. at least a partial reason for why we're with a new manufacturer this year. Wait a minute. Now, okay, so so that's breaking news. Uh, the colors were off. You mentioned the orange. What other colors were off? The the uh, away jersey was not quite supposed to be as um, it was a brighter blue than our typical sky color, and then the um, and then on the navy jerseys the. Um, the design inside of the jersey was supposed to be, there was supposed to be more contrast so you could see it better. You know, you could barely tell that there was any kind of design on the home jersey now this I year. Can, I can understand, I can understand that, that being a disappointment. Uh, but the away blue, I just thought was gorgeous. Yeah, no. That was most of the feedback that I got. So I guess this is going to be wrong. I guess we got lucky with the orange that sold more because it was closer to ball orange. And, that blue just it, it just popped and I loved it so I don't think we did too badly on those. Yeah, our designers were frustrated because you know it's that those those jerseys are their children, you know, and they want their children to be perfect. And I remember seeing them and seeing how disappointed the design team was. But I looked at them, I was like, they'll sell. <laughs> that, that was my <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, it's not it's not like they sent us one and it's green. So yeah, I was actually I yeah. I, I loved the matter of fact I, I can I'm sure I can get away with saying this now I actually pushed last year that we make the away jersey the home jersey because I loved that design and that color so much. Well done, so, well done, sir. Because I I, 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 I bought that too. And we bought way too few of them. Not well, the irony is when I saw it, I said this is going to be hot, and I doubled our typical away order, and it still wasn't nearly enough. So uh, that was a huh. really was a beautiful jersey. It was it was good enough that I made sure to keep one to the side for myself. So David, uh, you when you and I you and I kind of talked a little while ago when it, when uh, you had told me that we were looking at a couple of different vendors and we won't need to go into which you know who those were. But one of the things you mentioned about Hummel, or I think it was about Hummel was the customization of the jersey as a factor. Oh yeah. So what was that was that was that a factor in in the decision and and how much customization uh, will we see uh, out of next year's uh kit? So the one thing that when we were talking to different manufacturers this year, the one thing that Tim Kelly and pretty much everybody that had a hand in making these decisions all said that if they can't do sublimation and let us do fully custom jerseys, then it's just a non-starter. We can't do a contract with you. And so that ultimately eliminated at least two of the manufacturers, one of which who, and I, I won't name any names, but one of which who up front told us, oh, yeah, that's not going to be a problem. And then when it came down to the nitty-gritty, they're like, well, maybe we could do this next year. And I, we were like, no, we're doing, you know, this is, we're known for this. We're known for having fully sublimated custom jerseys every single season. Our fans expect it, and we're not going to change. We're not going to do an off-the-rack jersey. And Hummel has proven with, especially with, like, you know, that Providence FC with the shark, you know, the Jaws uh, jersey yeah. that's so <laughs> yeah. famous, which I, I have one of those, you know. If that isn't proof that they're willing to do full customization, I don't know what else I can do to, to prove it to you. So we were, you know, there wasn't a single thing when our design team talked to their design team. They didn't say no to a single thing. So, and then we, and we also followed up, you know, Stumptown did that really funky where the, it's like a tree, you know, a cut tree, their logo or their the jersey was like the rings of a tree. 
of a stump that they did late on. And I don't know, I don't think those got much, they didn't get seen much online, but I got to see one in person and it looked really cool and it was really detailed. And the stump down people just went on and on about how happy they were with Hummel too and how well easy they were to work with. So that was a big determining factor in our final decision. I was just going to run down the list of some of the teams that Kind of people want to see, you know, some other humble stuff. Ford Madison, uh, the Green Bay Voyagers, uh, you mentioned, um, Stumptown. So if you want to kind of get an, a feel for some of the stuff they can do in the variety, uh, you can look at some of those and, uh, kind of give you a, a good idea. I can't, I can't believe I didn't even think about mentioning Ford Madison because yeah, when, when I went and I met with, the Hummel rep and uh, the the guy who was president of Hummel North America was at the uh, AOM meeting for the MBSL in Nashville. And I was, you know, my son's there. So I was in Nashville that week and I said, well, I can just meet you in person. And by the way, on a side note, that was a really strange feeling to walk in decked out in CFC gear. <laughs> Everybody looking at me like, what's that guy doing here? So, but, um, but they had all the different things that they had done for Ford Madison this year, and they were all just dynamite. I mean, that team really does some great out there stuff. So much so, I really wish they weren't in the USL. Oh, I think that's been broadly uh, <laughs> yeah. accepted that there's a lot of us that wish that they were not in the USL. Yeah, they were just can, way, way yeah. too cool. <laughs> And, but, and for, for the record, but, uh, we were talking about which designs we, we like. We, we like Ford Madison. We also like the Green Bay Voyagers. Uh, we thought that one was really well done. Uh, and, of course, you, you had mentioned, uh, I think, Providence. Yeah. David, you and I talked about this um, before we started recording. and But I'm going to go ahead and put a plug in for something similar to what Providence City did with their uh, quarter zip with their logo that's whited out. I mean, it is, you know, it is just absolutely, it's sharp. And, and, uh, I, you know, just the thought of a CFC logo whited out, like you said, some designers, their logos are their babies. And so I, I under, you know, we're working for a, a university who, who likes to protect their marks. I understand what it, what you have to go through to, to get them to, to even think about, you know, doing anything to the main mark, but, that that wide out for Providence. If if y'all haven't seen it, you need to go check out Providence City's uh, Twitter feed and check out that to, to see what I'm talking about because it's it's just really pretty and uh, I think it's really sharp looking. Well, I'll get I'll have to get Providence to send me some high res pictures that I can show to our design team because I know what you're talking about. David. It is really cool. I know some other people have already mentioned it too, and it is funny. I don't. Most people would not know this, but. We actually have about a 25-page brand guide for CFC, and it's basically all the do's and don'ts, you know. So they do really, it's just like UTC, where they really, they don't want you messing with the colors or changing the shape or, you know, it's a really serious thing. And, yeah. and that's good. I'm glad that our team takes that serious enough that they have a brand that they're proud of and they want to really make sure it doesn't get changed or messed with. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, but that is just, it, it was, it's just really sharp. I almost bought one just, um, just because, you know, just because I liked it. Um, I don't know if you, how much you could share about, I know that no jersey has been selected, but how, how much can you share about kind of the, what are the, what are the things that the club has decided are kind of, um, 
you know, they're, they're standard that these are the things that are always going to be, uh, associated with a CFC kit are, are, have, have, have those things been talked about, um, uh, at all for like going forward? Um, I haven't had that. I'm sure Paul can see. So we got three different groups of people that are talking with Hummel. You have the team, which is Jordan. And so they have their own talking points. And then I have mine with the merch. But then Paul and and uh, Matt Greenwell and Sean Bernie, they're, which is actually great that I don't have to be involved with it. I stay in my lane. Um, is they really have talked about all that stuff. Their their design teams are already talking about all this different stuff, and it's just not something that I get that much into. Unless something happens and I need to, I try to stay out of their way. Well, I guess I'll just ask this: Are we gonna are we gonna see a yellow kit? <laughs> I don't think you'll ever see a yellow home kit. <laughs> to to okay. be honest, and I don't think this is sharing any kind of trade secrets, we have, now that we've become a professional team, I think you will see more of a standard where the home jersey is always going to be some sort of version of navy blue, and and the aways are always going to be typically more sky, but sometimes white, and then the the keeper jersey will be something where it's a lot more open to interpretation. And a lot of that, what we try to do is, is, you know, the reason we had pink jerseys for so long is because Greg Hartley loved pink jerseys. And we said, okay, that's fine. And, you know, so we do give our goalkeeper, who's going to be wearing it all season, some latitude in helping us stick colors and designs. So it'll be interesting to see who our goalie is in the fall, because I have no clue what how any of that stuff works. And, <laughs> and if he has any design yeah. ideas on what he would like, you know, we're down to, so I'll give you some other insight. So basically, every year, um, Paul has about five of his designers all do jerseys. So we start with like probably 15 or 20 different kit designs. And when I say 15, that's actually 45 because it's three, you know, home away keeper times 15 different designs. And then internally, all the designers get together and we hash through all of them and get it down to about four or five, and those become finalists. And then we bring in people from the front office and the coaches and things like that. And so it just keeps getting narrowed down. So it's a pretty democratic system of what yeah, neighbor ends up getting. So, And so right now we're down to our final two before we decide, and hopefully we're literally within a week of picking our jersey and start working on production. So, also, what I'm hearing is, if you own the 2016 gold jersey, not yellow, <laughs> then what you got is a keepsake, <laughs> and that is going to be valuable someday. I'm not saying there won't ever be I another guess. yellow jersey somewhere, but it won't be there the home. There will never be a yellow jersey. <laughs> there will never be a yellow home jersey, that's for sure. <laughs> I think I can go ahead and, not as long as I'm here. <laughs> But I, I do immediately, think we immediately, immediately someone out there starting to turn the hashtag Motherman out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and one really cool thing is, is I do think in the future we will have more limited edition jerseys and more special jerseys for different events. Um, and that's one of the things Pummel was really keen to do. I don't for people that followed Ford Madison at all. They did four or five jerseys throughout the season. And, and Providence, you know, I feel like they're coming out with one every four months. 
something a specialty well, one? To be, to be fair, most uh, you know a lot of big teams they'll have a, you know what's called a third. Kit. It's not the home, right. it's not the away, it's the third kit, and and you can see some clubs get really wild. Uh, if there's a third color that's on you know on the club's crest, they'll really highlight that color. So it'd be yes. interesting to see what what you guys could do with that. Yeah, so we're definitely open to a number of different things, and I. You know, I don't think this is getting too far out of bounds, but I do think at some point in the 2020 season, we'll do a new version of the owner's jersey, which will be, we've got some different ideas that we think are really cool. It will incorporate still keeping every owner's name on the jersey. Oh, wow. We'll that's, go. That's really, that's really cool. Be interested to see what you guys uh, do with that to uh, uh, even expound on like, how cool the first one was. So we'll see what, we'll see what the guys can come up with. And I'm not sure when that happened. It might not be until the summer. You know, it could be something that in the summer break, we have something like that. Tied everybody over for those eight weeks in the summertime. You know, I, I don't know how this stuff's going or not either, but, you know, maybe we'll get lucky and maybe we'll just be going to women's games in the summer. So there'll be no stops to the season all year. David, are you going to create kind of a, a set of instructions on helping somebody find their name on the shirt? <laughs> I don't know, but I have one employee that works for me, Erin, who is like, I don't know, she's like the name whisperer or something, because she manages to find them immediately. So I told her, I said, you know, if you're needing extra income, I think you've found a job. We can just set you <laughs> yeah. up at the end of the merch yeah. booth, and for like five bucks, she can find your name for you. I got $5. Really? Yeah. Five bucks? I got $5, right? <laughs> yeah, I got... I got five because cause I, I gave myself a migraine looking for my damn name. At this point, I'm just taking y'all's word for it. Well, if it makes you, yeah, really. if it makes you feel any better, I've never found my name either. <laughs> I've looked. You know, and then, and then, of course, I've mentioned this before, but what's really crazy is, is where your name is on one side is not going to be where it is on another side. So if you find it in one place, it's in a different place on every jersey. Yeah, of course, and of course, you know, I, I look around, and the first name I find, Todd, can you guess who who the first person I found on the jersey was? He likes to correct. He likes to correct our podcast. Well, actually, yeah, the first name I found was Matt Caniglio. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah. I'm so like, and, and then I, I've, I I have since I have since found like five or six other people I know. Have I found my name? No. Yeah, so if there's it's any help the case anybody that you can find other people's names but never your own. So everybody needs to sit down at a big yeah. table together and find everybody else's names for them. Absolutely. Uh, James Hicks, <laughs> H I C K S. That's 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 the so name on the jersey. Can you so. talk at all about uh, season tickets and where where that's headed right now? Oh, boy. <laughs> I actually have a t- So here's so obviously with, you know, joining a new league and still Coming up, you know, still having members that are in process, it's been a little tedious trying to nail down exactly all the details on the season and how many teams and how many home games. But I do feel like we're getting really close, and I actually have a meeting with Jeremy um, tomorrow to kind of – we I think we might be really close on announcing, which I'm excited about because it has been – you know, and part of the problem has been, I mean, we literally have three new people on staff this week. So we've been really ramping up in between the holidays and everything. There's just kind of a lull there for about a week and a half. But Owen Seaton is now back. He's in town and here full time. And Catherine um, Wilson, um, she was an intern 
year before last and beloved and hardworking and was a great, we begged her just not to go to graduate school. We liked her so much, but she went to graduate school and has gotten her master's degree at Clemson and has is back on staff and her first day was yesterday. So she'll so be a better, great addition to the team. She comes back even more educated and, and you still get her. And she missed being here. She would come up on like weekends and on holidays and we saw her a number of times at games. Um, so she's really happy to be back. And then of course, Jeremy, um, I'm really excited about him. I've now had a chance to really sit down and talk to him a couple of times. And, you know, I like his attitude about things. I like he has a good sense of urgency of what needs to be done and what order it needs to be done. Um, and I think he's really good at. He seems to be really good at rallying the people around him, um, you know. So I'm really, I'm really excited about the future, and I'm excited, you know. When I started at CFC, we had one and a half full time people. On, you know, that was it. You go into the office, and it would be Sean McDaniel and Reed Farnsley, and that was the whole front office staff. <laughs> now we just, you know, the place is just humming with employees. And I'm just really excited about next year. It's it's going to be interesting. There's going to be a lot of growing pains, but but I think we're going to have a good year, and I'm really really excited about it. So where are we at right now with season tickets in terms of like what somebody can do uh, is you know putting down a deposit and that sort of thing. Yeah, the deposit thing is still available, and that really will that'll get you the best price on a season pass. That'll be the highest discount we give, or all the people that have done a preseason, you know, done a deposit. Um, but I really do. I wish this podcast was a day or two later. I might actually be able to announce something. So hopefully by the time this actually is played on, you know, or is edited and put online, we'll hopefully have something for everybody because, you know, it is, we want to have this before Christmas. And is it, is it fair to say that we're talking about, I, you know, I, I, you and I spoke about this also before, before we started recording, um, that this is, this is the spring this season tickets for the spring season, the spring showcase, or you know whatever Nisa ends up calling it. Correct, correct. When we get to the fall, we'll have a little better idea of you know we'll know what our schedule is really going to be like. This spring season has has been a little different. I know you talked with Tim earlier, and it's basically you know I think there's one or two teams that are like, hey, we're really committed to starting when we start the full year, but we need the spring off to get ready, and um, that's understandable, especially for some of the startup clubs. So that's been kind of, I think, the holdup is knowing for sure who's committed to the spring and who isn't. But yeah, for right now, we'll just, although I think we are going to probably discuss having, if somebody wants, we will have available, I believe, a basically a season and a half pass at a, at a better deal. If you want to go ahead and commit to, you know, 18 months, we'll have, there'll be an option available. We're going to, there's going to be a number of new options available. We're going to have a youth season pass, uh, youth tickets. So there's some going to do more. I think once the season gets started and season passes are over, we're going to do more with like family packs and mini plans. And there's going to be that's one of the things I think Jeremy will bring to the team is they've got a lot, a lot of that kind of stuff at St. Louis. So we're going to have a lot of options and a lot of them that are will have some good, really economical and affordable packages. You know, especially for groups and families. So there's a lot of there'll be a lot of new stuff. There'll be some some changes, but I think they'll all be good. And I feel like our prices, I mean, we've been really, really tried to keep any price 
increases as small as possible. I mean, invariably there's going to be some just because of being a full-time pro team with an extended season, but I feel like our tickets are still really affordable and I feel comfortable with them. And I'm somebody that's very price conscious. David, can you, I don't know if you can speak to this at all, but I was, you just kind of brought up something about offering you know, multiple ticket packages and that sort of thing. And that kind of led me to start thinking, you know, what percentage of, of fans that are, you know, from an average crowd of around 3,000, how many of those are season ticket holders versus uh, walk up same day, you know, walk up to the booth and buy them that day? Oh, I would probably say about 40 to 50 percent would be season pass holders. Okay. You can do the math in your head. Yeah. (laughs) How many season pass holders (laughs) we have. So. Yeah, for for those season passes, uh, I know in the past that there has been there has been the option to buy a season pass, and then there's been kind of the the jersey option that I, I know is is popular among among fans, and and has been talked about uh, with other clubs that have kind of taken that idea and, and ran with it. Um, I, I assume there'll be an option for uh, a season ticket jersey as well this year. Yeah, it, we're gonna modify that a little bit, which I can't go into completely yet because we're still debating a couple of things but we will definitely always have an option that includes a home jersey or you know one of the things we're actually debating i don't think this is going to be anything that's going to get trouble for saying we're trying to work out where you'll be able to choose which jersey you want to wear whether it be the home or the away or the keeper which is something because invariably everybody's like oh man i want the season pass but i really like the away jersey and so we're trying to work on a plan to let people get to pick which one they like the best. Which is, I hope that, money I don't, that it, this year's jersey weighed heavily into that. Well, and yeah, I tried to pull it off this year. I mean, we've talked about it on and off for a couple of years, and but the drum beats kind of gotten louder over the season, especially with me because I was like, I want to give people a more choice. Um, and ironically. You know, we've been talking about this so long, and then I look on Twitter the other day, and it's exactly what Asheville just announced they're going to do. So with Asheville, if you make <laughs> if you make your deposit, there's three different jerseys you can choose from for your season pass jersey. And I was like, damn it! I was like, I swear I came up with that first. <laughs> so, so I, I just <laughs> even when they don't know they are, <laughs> yeah. it's in their DNA. What do you want from those people? So I um you know I I think it'll be a you know I'm I'm always I'm always about giving as much choice as possible to our fans and that's something fans have asked for for quite a while so I'm hoping we can logistically work it out and I think we will I feel pretty comfortable we will well I, is there anything else uh, David that you that you think uh, is coming soon that that fans or supporters would like to know about that that we haven't already covered. I feel pretty good. I, I'll, I'll throw out, you know, at the by, hopefully if I haven't announced by the time this podcast comes out, we'll have uh, the supporter scarf is in production. It's being made in Leeds in the UK right now, and it should be here literally in the next couple of days, hopefully. And it's a really, I'm really happy with the scarf this year. And then also we've got two new. Had a lot of people ask for Richardson hats, Richardson trucker hats, and we will have. Two new hats that are going to be out that are really cool because they're like tricolor, which means the uh, back mesh is a different color from the front panel, and then the uh, bill is a third color, and they're all CSC colors. So, and they looked really sharp, so I'm excited. One thing I really want to do this year is 
I was joking to somebody the other day that this is going to be like the year of the hat because I'm at some point we're probably going to have a do- dozen different hat options for people. Um, so we'll see. I'm I'm really excited about some stuff we have in the pipe for next year. Can you give me any uh, details to uh, report back to my dad on the current status of the <laughs> I feel bad, you know. I never was able to pull that off <laughs> last year, but it is still on the drawing board, <laughs> and I want to. I want to, you know, we actually talked about. He and I get hassled every game when we come in with our with our seat cushions because they're not just cushions; they're fold out chairs and they have arms. And so this one poor guy always hassles us, and then ultimately he lets us in, and we're like every single time. So, so you know, the one thing we I don't know, you know, this is just me talking randomly now, but I've always been interested in how. At bigger stadiums like in the SEC, how they have those chairs you can rent, and they, you know, you just rent a chair for a couple of dollars at the stadium, and it's a nice chair back. And then when you're done at the end of the when you're done at the end of the game, you just leave it there and walk off, and the the stadium collects them. So I don't know if that would be an option, but um, but yeah, we'll work on the. And I love it too because your dad doesn't want anything special; he just wants a inexpensive plastic seat cushion. Yeah, yeah. So, so when he gets angry and he throws it at the ref, it won't do any permanent damage. He doesn't tell you why. He wants a simple, lightweight version. Well, I, I showed him. I was like, "Well, I'm looking at these two or three different kinds." He goes, "Oh, no, just do the cheap one." <laughs> <laughs> I was like a man after my own heart. Just want something soft to put his butt on. What can I say? That's right. I just want a soft place for my bottom. Well, David, you know we we appreciate you coming on. It's it's really exciting to hear. I guess that some of the the new things. Hummel, you know, when when Hummel was announced as the kind of the official NISA partner or whatever, you know, I wasn't really sure. But you know, going on like you said, Stumptown's jerseys, um, Forward Madison has done a really good job. The work that they did have done with with Providence City, uh, and and just as a lifestyle brand, you know, the more I look at their stuff, the more I think. Uh, it's it's really cool and 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 give CFC kind of a you know a, a little bit of a different look than we've had in, in the past. Um, and you know what? I guess we'll find out in the next couple of days about about season tickets. As you said, you know the holidays are getting here, and people. I know we like we we like to get those. Um, oh, pretty 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 early too. So I know. Trust me, it's it's been trying for me because we usually announce season ticket passes, you know, in early November, and I'm already in the middle of selling them and shipping them out and getting them to people, and so I'm very aware of the urgency because the further we get backed up, the more work I have to get done in a smaller amount of time, so every day we don't do it, I get more and more, my stress level goes up, so I'm definitely pushing to get those things done as quickly as we can. Well, I'm I'm sure you're always up for some, for some, um, Merch Merch HQ volunteer hours. I assume you know. I I've been back in Merch HQ where there was a full where there was a full room of people putting together yeah, membership packets. That's true. So. We had eight people crammed in my living room one night with with twenty eight hundred packing envelopes stacked around us everywhere. <laughs> and I was like, you can't leave yeah. until you work. <laughs> I bet you could get 40 hours of labor out of gym if for the promise of one pair of shoes. <laughs> That's probably. Ooh, yeah. Real. I mean, now, yeah, I do. I will be, I will be in the market for some, for some new podcasting shoes. And, you know, if they have those, 
I've already I made mental note that you said there were some Hummels with that were navy with blue chevrons. Is that like a light blue chevron? Is that right? Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That that's that's high on my list of uh, uh, of potential potential purchases. Can we just talk about how funny the idea of podcasting shoes is? Just for a minute, the idea that anyone has a special <laughs> pair of shoes to sit on a on a stool for an hour and talk. <laughs> <It's so crazy. laughs> Well, I'm not wearing my pod- I'm not wearing my podcasting shoes well, tonight. Well, your performance so. is suffering. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, something's just a little off. Well, I'm excited about it. I don't care what Todd says. So, yeah. Well, I'll be excited if I can pull off of an actual, truly branded CFC shoe. Because then that'll be another thing we can say. What other lower division team in America has their own shoe? Wow. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. I'm sure. One, I'm sure I, I, maybe one of our two listeners will know the answer to that question. But mom, if you're listening again, um, you know, if you know the answer to that question, but hit me up on Facebook. So, well, Todd, you, you got anything else? No, no. I always, as, as usual, every time we talk to David, this is the second time. And I know we talked to him, you know, uh, off the podcast, but just a, an outstanding conversation as usual and gave us some tidbits to look forward to. So uh, thanks a lot, man, for coming on. We certainly appreciate it. And I think the listeners, uh, both of them, will, will really enjoy this interview. Yeah, and hopefully none of the tidbits I gave away will get me fired. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Yeah, I mean, nobody listens to this, David, so you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> I mean, you know, I was like, well, God, I don't want to get in trouble with Tim, but, you know, none of us listen unless you actually interview us. <laughs> oh, is that what? Wait a minute. What? Fair point. <laughs> you know, I'm definitely going to listen well, if you interview me. <laughs> okay. So, Todd, I have another header quote that we're pulling out. None of us listen to you unless you actually interview us. <laughs> yeah. CFC management. <laughs> yes. I love it. I'm there for that one. I'll take full credit for that one. No, I, I would say is. I, you have to give me some credit though, because I am not a podcast listener to you, but I've listened to at least six of your podcasts now. That's like a record. Really? I've only listened to two of the other podcasts. Oh, we don't mention them. Most people, most people who listen to us aren't podcast listeners because if they were, uh, they wouldn't be listening to us. So <laughs> they could certainly find something better to do with time. Yeah, we we certainly appreciate your six listens. But you know, so thanks, I really do. David, and that's, all seriousness, though, I loved the four-part series. I was really disappointed that it didn't end up being fifty-two parts. Um, <laughs> see, that's how you know I actually listen. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah that that was a that was a lot of fun. I mean, that, that really was, and and it was something that I think we had initially t- thought we could do, kind of in in two, just well, really one sitting and split it up into two episodes, and we quickly realized. That that wasn't going to be the case, and and to be honest, you know we could we could easily do fifty two. I mean, maybe not fifty two. That might be extreme, but we 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 certainly had more that we could have talked about. You know, this is a uh, a very important um, year in CFC history, and and so it, it was it was fun to do. I'm glad you enjoyed it, and and we'll probably do more of that type of thing. Not very often because they won't let us into their lab. <laughs> Blindfolded every time I want to go over there, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So the the rat like they you know they blindfold us and they bang on pans so we can't you know we can't take any audi audible clues of where we are. They drive you around in circles yeah. for like so, a half an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it's, it's an ordeal. Um, I mean, you know, our, our, you know, my, my lab is just in, in my breakfast nook. So I, you know, we just, we don't, I don't have a budget for a layer. Or that but really anyway, cool. Sign. We we we, di- we digress. They've got that cool lighted sign. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they, oh, they've got mood lighting. They've got light. You know, they got. Oh, they've got the whole. They got the whole nine yards. Dude, they got sound effects they can the put. They got sound effects. Well, anyway, thank you for, I mean, th- thanks for at least saying you enjoyed it. it. It was fun to do. And I hope, I hope, I hope other people uh, enjoyed it as well. Well, we've rambled on David for, and Todd for almost an hour. Uh, oh, we give or take the five minutes that I'm going to cut out of this because we talked some nonsense at the beginning. Um, and, and I'm sure end. we could talk some more. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's some, some editing out, out of the end. Uh, but a great, it's again, it's, it's great to talk with you and, uh, and I'm sure maybe, you know, later on you, so you said you, we're putting through, you're, you're kind of doing waves of merchandise throughout right. the year. So it might, it might be nice that once in front of that second or third wave of stuff that, you know, we have you on and, and talk about a little bit about maybe what, what new stuff is coming so people can, can get excited about it and, and be ready with their, uh, index fingers on their mouse uh, well, they'll, to click and um, order. We'll definitely, probably mid-February, we'll announce a bunch of stuff right before the season starts. A lot more spring. There's just some things that signing with Hummel just two weeks ago and a lot of their stuff is in Europe. So basically they just said, tell us what you think we like, what, what you think you'll like, and we'll make sure to move some of that product to North America. So then you'll have access to it and you can have it you know, same week you order it and things like that. So some of it's just getting stuff adjusted and moved over. So there's definitely some things that I would love to have had right now, but we're just going to wait till February. And that's when, you know, Christmas is cool, but when, when you start thinking about I'm going to a game, that's when you start wanting, you know, our biggest sales day last year, even bigger than any day during Christmas, was the day before Communicaciones or the morning of Communicaciones at Winder Binder. Huh. Is the busiest, oh, really? one of the three busiest sales days we've ever had in 25 years of Winder Binder. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Well, I, and that, that's, got, that's a nice segue into, you know, if, 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 uh, if either of our listeners need some CFC merchandise, please go down to Winder Binder. By the way, I've lived in Chattanooga for, uh, a little over 20 years. And for a long time, you know, David, we talked about this. Uh, I pronounced it Winderbender forever. I don't know why. I don't ask me why. I don't. I don't know. But Winder, go down to Winderbinder on Fraser. We literally have every single. We have more items at Winderbinder than we have on the website. So we have the complete full line of CFC merch and back stock. So yeah, we and we need to move some of that merchandise out of the way so the new, brand new, shiny. Hummel stuff can come in and yes. and and kind of show off, um, you know what what we can Between do. Between all the new owners merch that we have, the last couple of matches at CSC, we had to rearrange the merch storage room two or three times to get the door shut. So yeah, we've we've got a huge sale section right now. We're blowing out some stuff, and we have some really good prices and. You know, and it's not just stuff where we just have one or two sizes. We've got stuff on sale that has full size ranges and 
you know, quality stuff. I'm not just trying to get rid of things. I'm just we're out of room. <laughs> yeah. So get get down there and uh, and and kind of fulfill all of your CFC fan supporter Christmas lists uh, with merchandise from uh, Winder Binder. David, again, it was great to have you on, and we'll be talking with you uh, soon. Cool. I'll talk to you in February. Thanks a lot, Dave. And thank you once again to David Smotherman for coming on with us and sharing what all he has new coming to the CFC merch booth. And as usual, our weekly interviews are brought to you by Dose Bros, who reminds you to eat local and buy local. And you can visit one of their seven local locations uh, in Cleveland, Hamilton Place, Hickson, Dalton, Downtown Chat, Ottawa, and Shallowford Road. Yeah, and so the other thing I want to talk about tonight, Todd, uh, after after you know, with all the new merch merchandise info, and also I don't know, just to to let people if they've not been on Twitter, or if they know if they don't know the new stuff, I think a lot of it or some of it at least is available starting tomorrow morning down at uh, Winderbinder, and he gave a brief little snippet about of, of some of the merchandise. This is not homo merchandise. This is just some other stuff, some other new stuff. Those hats, I don't know if you saw those on. Oh yeah, they look good on Twitter, but they're kind of, uh, you know, they have mesh backs, um, multi, you know, like they have CFC colors, and then the star ball is on the, you know, not the full crest, but just the star ball is, is on the front panel. So they they all look and they all look really really cool, and and he kind of told us he talked about what he had like he talked about ten or eleven different hat variations eventually, so. Uh, you can you some of those will be available starting tomorrow, um, but the other the other thing uh, was a, a a tweet that Galen sent out about the Chattanooga Football Club women's team, and I knew you know that there's been a group. I think we talked about it at during the, at some point. Maybe Tim talked about it. I can't remember uh, if it was Tim or if we talked about it during the the joint podcast. That there has been a group of supporters along with working with members of the board and members of the advisory council to put together a proposal, an idea, a budget that would be presented to the board to go ahead and reboot the women's team for this summer. Uh, and that, that's one of the ideas. And then of course, if not this summer, then, then 2021. And, you know, one of the things you always have to worry about in rebooting a team is how is that team going to be paid for? And I, you know, I, I had heard uh, Todd from someone that they were looking for a group of people to give, you know, to give, to kind of give a, a, um, a sum of money that then they, that would go towards the running of the team. And I heard that in passing and then I didn't hear anything else about it for a little while. And then today Galen sent this out, this kind of notification, this uh, post where he was talking about uh, an opportunity to get into, and this is not, you know, we want to make this clear because I think this question came up when, you know, soon after he tweeted it, this isn't what the club did with supporter ownership. So this is not the same thing. This is not, you're not buying shares. There's not an equity interest in the women's team. This is purely kind of a supporter fundraiser, uh, for for either the the startup and the funding for a couple of years of a women's team before we, so we can get it off the ground and 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 get it to where it's sustainable. Um, so what do you what do you think about that idea, Todd? I don't know. I think it's a, it's an interesting concept, and 
and I, I don't know, I'm kind of surprised to see it. I, I guess uh, when I when I was reading it, and so I'm still trying to digest exactly uh, what it what it's looking to do. But you know, just by reading it, it, it just seems like it's it's kind of on the one hand, it's trying to, and this is kind of in Galen's wheelhouse, right? Is kind of getting the uh, fundraisers off the ground. We all know what what Galen was able to do with Pride Raiser, and if you don't. Uh, Congratulations for getting out from under the rock today. <laughs> but anyway, you know, that's kind of in his wheelhouse. And so this, uh, it's an interesting concept. And just to get this, this team off the ground, it might kind of need the, uh, it might be, be the boost that it needs. And you were talking about the money required to start it. It, it seems like in, in one sense, if they were able to, uh, raise, you know, funds and I, I don't know how much they're looking for, but say 10 to $20,000 just for rough numbers, then maybe that would show the serious, the, the board, you know, that the supporters are behind this, uh, and it would take away the excuse of, well, we don't have the startup money, because they're like, well, we're going to provide you with the startup money, so let's get this done. Yeah, I think, you know, Galen mentions two two effects uh, that, he, that he thought about immediately, and one is just what you said, that it sends a strong signal to the board, that the supporters are demanding, you know, an excellent women's program and they are willing to put their money where their mouth is. Um, and that's sending a strong signal to them before the vote. And then second, you know, if you're going out and looking for a future general manager or a future coach or any type of, any type of staff that would work with this, um, to have a, a, a group of people who are willing to not only give you know, time, but also their money. Uh, you know, I think it, I think it makes it uh, a safer bet for somebody coming in to a new, to a new team. Again, you know, yes, CFC has been around for a while, but this will be a startup just like, just like CFC was in 09. And so there, there might, there will be some bumps in the road to kind of get that going. And so having a, a, a coach or a GMC, a group of, of supporters, who uh, who are willing to to really give of their own time and money uh, is a selling point to that person to come in and say, okay, this is a project that I want to be a part of. This is a project that I think has a chance of succeeding. And you know, so I I'm intrigued by it. Uh, you know, I was I was intrigued by it before uh, when it was first initially when I first heard about it. Uh, it it was much more of a uh, you know, like we're looking for a small group of people that would give a, a larger amount of money and those people would be, I don't know, the owners was not said, but you know, they, they would be important people within the club. This seems a lot more, um, grassroots. Uh, you know, they, um, he was talking about, uh, a promise, a contribution of 500 or a thousand dollars per year for a couple of years, maybe three years. Um, which will be used to to increase the budget to kind of find that GM or find that, that coach. Um, again, I don't I don't know what budget they're going off of. I do know that there is a pro forma that was created. It was part of the presentation that this group made to the board at some point last month, I believe. <clears throat> so I know that they're they they ha- they ha- they're sure they've got a um, an idea. But I I don't really know what that is. But it's you know if it if it can help create momentum, if it can help uh, show the club that that this is really wanted and this is really needed, and it helps it happen 
this summer, then you know I'm all for it. Yeah, I think there's a, there's a little bit of convincing to be done, and I think we all know that, or we all feel that having a a women's team is is the right thing. It's, it's what we want to do. I mean, the club said that, and uh, and I don't know if like people don't believe that that's what the club really wants, but I mean, there are like financial limitations to to what this club can do all at one time, and the idea of taking the men to a new league professionals, you know, flying from one coast to the other. I mean, these are these are massive financial commitments from people, and you know, I guess when they look back at how the women's team was was supported before, it, the, I don't think CFC the board can look at that and be like, well, you know, that in that existence, I got I'm, I'm guessing that it probably lost money, and I don't know if the club is in a position to do something that they know is going to lose or his has lost money in the new iteration it may not but in the past generation it wasn't supported well enough for CFC to keep it I, I don't really know any other way to put that but so maybe this is this is a way to show the board that like you said it, it's serious people if people are going to support it this time I mean I can even speak for myself I, I've never went to a CFC women's game um, maybe that's because of how far away I live um, I can only get so many games in a week you know, there are limitations to every individual and, and what they can do. Uh, but I think this is a, a great, I think it's an interesting idea. Uh, I, I can't wait to, you know, kind of hear more about it. I think it provokes a lot of questions. Uh, but, but, you know, when Jalen's behind it, I, I gotta, I gotta think that, that it's, uh, it's, it's got a really good chance of success. The guy tends to come up with really good ideas and people, uh, tend to gravitate towards those ideas and, and they get supported. So. Yeah. And, you know, Tim mentioned that I, I think it was when, you know, we talked about when we talked with him after the NISA meeting that he said that, you know, for the women's team to really be successful, there needs to be a group of people that can take that project on and kind of run with it with limited involvement or oversight from the, you know, from the CFC board. Now <clears throat> there's two sides of that. You know, there's one, there's one side that I understand. There's one part of that concerns me a little bit. The, the part that I understand is that that uh, the board has a lot going on <laughs> and the board is already decided, you know, I think Tim even mentioned this, that the board is switching from a, a board that was really hands-on to a board that really is operating more like a board that you would see. And so throwing another huge project on that board when they're, when they're just now trying to take a slightly different role could be problematic. But the other side of that, when, when I hear him say that, and I, I don't think I'm not, I'm, I may be putting words in his mouth. So, you know, pardon me if, if I am, but you know, the, one of the problems with at least the first time we had the CFC women was just the, the lack of connection between the, the men's and women's team. There was a little bit of that, the second iteration of it when Gretchen came. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't, I don't know when, when you said that, you know, that, that the women's team may have lost money and, and that's one reason why we don't have it. I don't know that that's why we, I don't know if that's a reason why we don't have it anymore. And we're not, I don't think you and I need to get, go down that, um, that rabbit hole, but you know, I, I don't, I don't know if that was really a reason. Um, but it is something that has to be considered because, you know, the budget for the men's team has already grown significantly and the chances of, of losses are, are, you know, are higher now with, with going professional. And, and you're right. I mean, we're not, you know, we're not a deep pocket, um, club that can just, 
you know, just eat money. So, um, so, so when he, so when he said it's not something that is like, you know, he wants the, the, it's not something that we can really take on and we need people to basically take on force. Does, does that not sound to you like a, a slight, does that bother you that he said that? Because it, does it strike you as him being, the club kind of disso- disassociating from the club. Well, yeah, that, that, that's kind of what I meant by, and I think there's two ways to take it. There's the, there's the way that say that you, Hey, y'all, there's only so much you can add to a board that is, uh, that is, is changing how it operates. Uh, so that's the one thing, you know, that if, if the board, if the expectations of the board is to be more of an advisory, more what a board normally does, loading up another, another project on that, it can be, I mean, it's, there's just not, there's just not enough time to do that. So I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you how I, how I kind of I take it. And, and I, once again, I could be wrong and I could be putting words in his mouth, but it almost is uh, to me, like, don't come to me with problems, come to me with solutions. Well, yeah, that, I mean, if that's, you, if you want, if you, if, if, right. So if we want an arm of the club that is the women's soccer, then that is going to be, have to be additional to, what they have now. So whoever brings it in, well, be prepared to run that for CFC. That's, that's kind of how I, yeah. I'm, I'm viewing it. And I, and, and I think that's, I think that's really what happened. During... And maybe that's what Galen's doing. Galen's like, well, uh, we want a women's team. I'm bringing to you a solution. This is going to be our fundraiser. And, you know, it may not get off the ground this summer, but you know, when it, when it does happen, it's going to be well-funded. We're going to have, you know, we're going to be able to pay a coach. We're going to be able to have an administrator for the team. And, you know, we're adding this arm onto the team and we're making it happen. Yeah. We're not depending on someone else to do it for us. Well, that, I, that's entirely what this group, I mean, that, that is, that is why they formed. That is why they're doing what they're doing. They, you know, they, they realize at some point that if, if we want it done, we have to do it. And so they took the bull by the horns and, and, you know, and reached out, I think, to Claire. And, and, and so I think that they are trying to do exactly what you kind of talked about is, is, you know, the club wants a proposal. They're trying to make a proposal that, that really leaves the club, you know, little option to say, oh, this isn't, this isn't workable. And so in, in order to do that, it takes some funding. It takes some, it takes some folks to be willing to, uh, to commit to multiple years and, you know, I, I I think this is I think this is encouraging. Um, I do not think this is the club saying, you know, I, the the other the other side, the other way of of thinking is is like you said, are, are, is the club trying to distance themselves? I don't think so. I don't think that's what this is. I think this what this is is being reasonable and being and rational and saying, uh, you know, there's only so much this group of people can do. If we want another team, we need another group of people to come on and help and lead that. I'm sure the, the board's going to be interested. The board's going to be invested in it. But, you know, that there, there has to be a group of people. We can't dump this on Jeremy. We can't dump this on on the, the current infrastructure because they are, they are already at capacity. So I, I don't think that's an unfair um, request. And I, certainly that this group has said, all right, that's what you need. This is what, this is what you're going to get. And so I think that this is, this is part of that, uh, of that process of, of pulling together a, a, you know, hopefully a large group of people that are willing to, to really invest not only uh, money, but, you know, again, their time and, and effort. So I'm excited about it. I, you know, I, I am, 
as I said on Twitter, I have already put in a proposal to my uh, the family allocation process um, for family allocation money. I.e., I emailed Heather and and, and talked to her about it. So, <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see if that. I, I have not put in my fam request as of yet. <laughs> uh, I'm still waiting. Yeah. on some uh, general allocation money to come in. Oh. So we'll see how that works out. If 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 the GAM uh is not already allocated to um to other projects, uh then maybe I can dip into the spam. I I, I don't know. Yeah. Well it'll it'll it I'm sure my proposal will have to go through the appropriations committee. Um and we'll we'll see hmm. We'll see how that we'll see how that what happens there. But again, it's you know it is it is a significant amount of money for folks. It's not it's not for everybody. Um, I think you know Galen said at the beginning of his message, hey, you know this is uh, we realize this is not for everybody. We're not asking for everyone to do this. There will be plenty of opportunities to give other ways and to support other ways and to help out other ways. And so. Uh, this is just one of the ways that I think uh, you know that a group of people can come together and 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 really sub- really create a a club that uh, that in similar way the similar ways that the the men's team started in 2009 is just from the ground up and and really coming from the community and coming from folks who who want to see it work. So I'm I'm excited about it. I hope that it's something that uh, that that will be successful and that we are hearing again. I. You know, the, the one thing I don't know in terms of timeline, at one point I had heard that the, the deadline for summer was the end of the year. Uh, and so, you know, that's, that's quickly approaching. So, um, so we'll, ha- we'll just have to see where that goes. But again, I, I'm, I'm excited about it. Same here. And I don't want, any, you know, anything I said, like during the party, I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea. I support the, the, uh, a women's team. I want a women's team. Like I said, I can check out my Sam, Gam, and Tan situation. <laughs> uh, but uh, with a little luck, I can kick some kick some of that that way. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited for it too. I don't know how I feel about you know, and, and it's, it's so strange. Like, or essentially how I look at things now that you know that CFC is the way it is in, in terms of like you know we're all these you know owners out there and we feel vested in this club and. I really look at things from in in terms of like what what is the in five years and ten years and the longevity of the club and you know is it really worth like trying to rush win this team you know this year uh, if we need to take a step back and really put if it takes us you know an extra year to put together like a really good product on the field and have the pro- appropriate infrastructure and have you know yeah we can have these people go out you know uh, this money this year. You know, and we could get something on the field, but will we have the club's full support and will we have like everything the club has to offer, you know, uh, to, uh, uh, to, to assist in that? And I, I think that's important things. You know, if the club wants us to, you know, go at it on our own, are we going to have, you know, the, the full, uh, the entire arsenal of the club at our full disposal? I cannot believe I just were you know what, this, this is a, I, I can't believe I just did that. Of all the words to work into a podcast, what? I worked in Arsenal for you. I hope you're happy. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're happy. But yeah, you know, just, just, just I just want, I just want all the club, I want the club to be 100% behind it and, and be able to assist in, in, in every capacity. I mean, like I said, I just, I think 
it's important. If we need to take another year, let's take another year. But hey, I could be convinced otherwise. Yeah. I again, we you know we talked about this. I think on the the joint podcast uh, at some point about the kind of the future and you know my concern about waiting is always you know, there's always you know it's kind of like when somebody says to me you know we'll we'll wait to have kids until we can afford it you know um news flash you know spoiler alert you can't you never can afford it and so you know if we're waiting for the perfect and I think I said that I said this to somebody you know perfect can be the enemy of great so you know, if, if you're waiting for the perfect solution, you, we could let a lot of great solutions go by. And so I don't think there's anything wrong with a sense of urgency. Uh, I, you know, I think I, I trust, I trust the group of people that are pushing for it. And I trust the group of people who are asking the questions that in the end, if the decision is made to move forward, that means the people who are pushing forward, who, excuse me, that means the people who are pushing for it, did the work necessary and the people who were asking the questions got the answers they want, uh, in order to make it work. So I'm going to trust those two groups of people and, and be there, um, you know, cheering the women on if, uh, you know, if, and when we get that team, I don't know if you saw, I sent out a, a poll to say, you know, Hey, if we're, if we're talking about this, how in the world do we cover it? And, you know, I got some interesting responses. So, um, you know, it'll be something that we can, we'll, we'll be talking about for this podcast going forward if and when uh, we get the decision to move ahead with a women's team. So who knows? We could have multiple post-match rants. We could be just ranting every day of the week, Todd. It's too much rant, man. <laughs> well, it's not healthy. It's not healthy? I don't, I don't, you know what? I've made it to 41. I don't want to die of a heart attack by 42, you know? It's, it's over ramped. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. And I, you know, you did your part to try to get Hope Solo to be the, the, maybe the, the, uh, co host of the podcast. So we'll see, we'll see if she, if she takes you up on that. I mean, we could use the muscle, to be honest. <laughs> well, any. Anything else? There's really, there's really nothing, uh, nothing else I could think of. Anything from you? No. Uh, looking, the the off season provided a lot more material, I guess, than I anticipated. Uh, you know, who, who knew that that we would have such a quote unquote silly season in the you know lower leagues of American soccer? But here we are, and and uh, but it, it's a it's more of a reflection of what's going on with our club and our community and the people within it. And it's given us plenty to talk about. I mean, I mean, look, every week something's coming up or something's about to be coming up. Yeah. We've had, uh, yeah, the new GM and, and, you know, the merch booth and, you know, signing with Hummel and, uh, and there, and there's more, more to come. As he mentioned, you know, there's going to be announcements about season tickets coming up soon. And we can, we're going to be talking about that. So, uh, just uh, stay on this wild ride with us. You know, who knows where we'll end up. We, we may, we may end up in Cap Champions League by the time all is <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, I think, uh, you know, I think somebody said, you know, this is going to be as, as interesting an off season, or maybe as busy an off season as we had between eighteen and nineteen. It just would be busy in a different way, and it's certainly starting out that way. I mean, we haven't even, Todd, we haven't even had our first player contract announced. So, you know, you're talking about, you're talking about uh, all kinds of 
stuff between now and and March. Uh, you know, that's not far away when you think about it. It's what like eighty days, or you know. Um, so it's uh, yeah. I, I thought I thought we would be struggling for content if we tried to do something weekly. And now I look at the list of folks that I like to talk to and I'm like, I don't know how we can get all this in and, and actually take a break. So, you know, what we've turned into, we've turned into the English Premier League podcast. Like we have no off season. We don't get a winter break like other podcasts. That's right. Yeah. Some other podcasts, which will go unnamed, seem to be take, seem to take long breaks. I'm not going to mention any names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, no, that's, I think that's it. I think that's it for this week. I mean, we're going to have interviews lined up for you guys, like like you said, coming all winter. Yeah, uh, we 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 might take a day off for Christmas. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think I think yeah. maybe may you know maybe even Boxing Day. Boxing Day. Yeah, that's the day after Christmas. That's the day after Christmas. Yeah, the twenty sixth. The twenty. Yeah, we'll take the twenty fifth and twenty sixth off. And then we'll find somebody to talk to on the twenty seventh. Very good. Well, if uh, if that's it, Todd, then you know let's close it out for the night. Uh, again, it's a it's a, been a, a cool day with a new uh, announcement for a another partner with CFC Hummel. Uh, it's it's a cool brand. If you haven't checked them out yet, you can go to Hummel.net, H U M M E L. Dot net and you can look there again what you heard david say is if it's on the site if it's in their catalog then it's something that probably the club could do uh either as a as a short order or if it's something that a lot of people enjoy it's something that they could they could do in a in a larger amount and sell it in the at the booth or in the store so i'm excited to see what comes out um i've already just a little bit that we've seen not even the humble stuff really but the little bit we've seen is is really exciting and as david also said we're going to he's going to kind of phase this out in in over the over the next couple of uh, months so as always, you could find the podcast at 423SoccerPod on Twitter. Uh, if you, I would like to encourage folks to go on to iTunes or go on to anywhere they get their podcasts and give us a rating. Give us a, be a great, be great if you gave us a five star rating and then said, you can say whatever you want about the podcast. I, you know, that's fine. If, if we really like what you say about the podcast, you may end up on our header. We've got a couple of new header uh, things that are going to go up here soon because we've had some some more you know very engaging feedback from from our listeners. So please do that. Go on to iTunes or wherever you get them and, and give us a five star rating, and then write write I don't know write bad stuff about. Um, yeah, you can write five stars of stuff. I don't really care. <laughs> right. Yeah. Write bad stuff about Spurs. And uh, but again, you could find this is Jim. You can find me, block me, mute me. Ignore me at uh, Chattagooner on Twitter. And you can find me, Great Footballer, on Twitter. You can find me, Todd, at Great Footballer on Twitter. All right, Todd. So with that, we'll uh, see you guys next week. Go CFC. And Emery is my hero. Go Blue. Oh, it's got it! Got it! What a shot from Wilshire! Off the other side of the crossbar!
pounds. Nice little chip. Oh, Mr. Oliveira with a cheeky goal. <laughs>